Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Let's go. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 2, verse 11. But then I looked at what I had done and I thought about all the hard work. Suddenly I realized it was useless, like chasing the wind. There is nothing to gain from anything we do here on earth. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Amen. Solomon here writes, he says, but then I looked at what I had done. This is late in his life. You know, after the wives, after the riches, after everything. He writes the book of Ecclesiastes late in his life. Realizing, reflecting, hallelujah, Bazalwan of everything that he did in his life. You see, King Solomon Bazalwane had such a huge impact in Israel that he was well known, that people spoke about him everywhere. The Queen of Sheba traveled because she had heard of the wisdom of Solomon. The Bible in the book of Matthew, when it does, it talks about the genealogy of Jesus Christ, you know, from Abraham to David. It gets to Solomon. It says, out of all the kings of Israel, there was none like Solomon. Then it says, but the one who's greater than Solomon is here. Talking about the man, Jesus Christ. So when you study and you read the books that were written by Solomon, the man who asked God for wisdom. And God said, you've asked for a wonderful thing and for a beautiful thing. And there was none like Solomon Bazalwana. Amen. He was so successful that he made gold look ordinary. He had camels, he had donkeys, he had everything. And out of all the kings of Israel, Solomon is one king that never went to war. Amen. Because he made treaty and peace um, with the nations around him. Even though some of those nations, you know, he took the wives that God had forbidden for him to take for the sake of peace, compromising the word of God. Yet wise, but foolish when it comes to the word of God. Amen. So he says here, but then I looked at what I had done and I thought about all the hard work. Suddenly, so it dawned on him, then he realizes that it was useless, like chasing the wind. There is nothing to gain from anything we do here on earth. 
So my subject this morning is chasing the wind. Chasing the wind. So chasing the wind is mentioned about seven times in the book of Ecclesiastes by Solomon. So now, when we did um, the wind of Pentecost, as we're doing the series about oneness, hallelujah, one spirit, uh, one body, amen. Ruti explained that um, the wind in the Bible, it speaks about the breath and the power of God. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So in the Bible, the, the wind speaks about the Holy Spirit. It's used to define and to explain so many principles in the word of God. But this morning here, Solomon uses a different definition to describe this type of wind that I'm going to share with you this morning. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So naturally, wind is a delicate breeze. Hallelujah. It can be a, a breeze like this morning. It's very chilly. Or it can be a hurricane. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So it's still the wind, but it operates in different levels. Gentle and with power, with force. And we can't see the wind, but we know it's there. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So wind is often used as a picture to describe temporary or futility. It's used to define things that don't last, that are short-term. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Because it blows and it's gone. So the hurricane comes, or a tsunami, it's the wind that pushes it. And it's here one minute and it leaves a disaster. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So in the word of God, the length of human life sometimes it's described in the book of Psalms 39 verse 5 as, as the whisper in the wind. So it means that our lives are a whisper in the wind. We are here and we are gone. Amen. And also, Isaiah tells us that the people of God went through labor but gave birth only to wind, symbolizing futility of their actions. In Isaiah chapter number 26, verse 18, he says they went to labor. So they were expecting to give something, but instead of giving birth to something, they gave birth to wind. Hallelujah. And in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 11, verse 29, troublemakers are said to be are said to inherit only wind. So if you are a troublemaker, Solomon says you will inherit wind, which indicates futility. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So 
what do I mean by chasing the wind? And what does Solomon mean when he talks about chasing the wind? We live in a world where even us as believers, we are so caught up in the systems of this world. We are chasing goals. Very good, I agree, we must. Chasing deals, chasing careers, chasing everything that we think is relevant for us. And Solomon sat under the sun, and Solomon sat and he said, there's nothing new under the sun, that everything is in vanity of vanities. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. One of my favorite scriptures Solomon talks about is that all rivers lead to the sea, but yet the sea is not full. To the place where they come from, there they return. So it means rivers do a cycle, but the sea is never full. Hallelujah. And he describes our lives. Every day I wake up in the morning, I go to work, I come back home, I watch TV. Hallelujah. I am like the river that runs to the sea. Hallelujah. The sea is never full. So we live in a time in a society where everybody is chasing a deal. Where everyone wants to lead. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be successful. Hallelujah, Basalwani. It does not matter at what cost. If there's somebody that stands in my way, I'm going to hire a hitman to move. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. We live in a society where people are so heartless, they don't care. As long as they do what sits in their hearts. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So we live in an environment in a society where people are wind chasers. Wind chasers. So we are reliving the lives of Solomon. Amen. Amen. We have an encounter with God. God blesses us. Gives us wisdom. He gives us riches. We walk with God and we get to a point where we are so comfortable and so used to the things that God has given us and has blessed us. And we begin to forget about God. We begin to go after the wind. And the wind here, Basalwan, hallelujah. The wind here it's not the wind which is the breath of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. We are chasing our own selfish desires, fulfilling that which makes us happy. And I want you to hear me well this morning. I'm not saying those things are wrong. And I'm going to show you that it's important for us to do all those things but it's important for us to know which wind are we chasing. Amen. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Because remember, you do not see the wind, but it's there. So you need to know which wind is blowing your ship, your boat. Which wind is pushing you forward. Hallelujah. Is it the Holy Spirit or is it me? My carnality 
me, my hard work. Hallelujah, Bazalwani. My, my gift. Do I see God as the one who gave me the ability to make wealth? Hallelujah. We, you did not ask for it. Amen. You did not ask God in his infinite wisdom so it fit to give us all those things. Amen. So the wind that Solomon is talking about here, it is the illusion of enjoyment. The illusion of enjoyment. The illusion of enjoyment. This is the wind that he's talking about here, Solomon. That after all, whatever that he did, Amen, Mazalwan. He looked at it and he said, this thing is pointless. And I'll show you why. He said, this is vanity of vanities. So the Bible speaks about the four winds that Imruti spoke about during the, the wind of Pentecost. The north wind, the south wind, the east wind, uh, and the west wind. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And throughout scripture, we see God using wind. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Either to bring the children of Israel food, because in the book of Exodus, when they cried out and said to Moses, we do not have food. The only thing that we have is this manna. Amen. Then God brought quails and used wind to bring the quails into the camp of the children of Israel. So I'm not going to get into the different types of winds. Hallelujah, Basalwan. I'm mentioning them. I'm mentioning them in passing. So that when I refer to them, you will know what I'm talking about exactly. So number one, I want to talk about something that I, I termed the winds of life. The winds of life. The winds of life. So we learn here that as Solomon was sharing as I mentioned, that he was, you know, experienced and he was at the end of his life. He had begun well, chosen by God from birth, to be the next king after his father David. So he had everything that he needed. He had power, he had position, prosperity, great wisdom, all gifts from God who loved him. Yet, despite those gifts, he began to drift away from God's command. He began to drift away from God's command. So this morning, number one, I want to warn us not to let the winds of life to blow us away from the presence of God. Amen. So the winds of life, I mentioned, Basalwane, the winds of life is us, you know, not prioritizing 
God, forgetting the covenant that we had with God. Amen, Bazalwan. So God loves us so much that everything that we ask for, he wants to give it to us. But God's challenge is that he doesn't want the positions to control us. Amen, Bazalwan. He wants us to be in charge of our positions. Be it your career, be it your family, you know, be it the resources that God has blessed you. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Because right now you are here this morning at church, you could be in a mall. There are many people who made a covenant, who made a promise to God and said, if you give me the job, if you give me the deal, I will come back, hallelujah, Bazalwan, and do A, B, and C, and D. But God, in his infinite wisdom, remember he knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Amen. There's nothing new under the sun. So God has seen so many people who have made that promise and failed to keep it. So he's interested in blessing us, but he doesn't want the blessing to drive us away from him. Mruti mentioned something very powerful recently. He said, even the devil has learned that he no longer uses poverty to test us as God's children. He has stopped doing that because he knows that when we lack, we go to God. We pray. We are a church. We tithe. We give. Because why? We believe God for a breakthrough. So he knows. So he's no longer, you know, focusing there. He no longer opposes us when we get wealthy. He wants us to get wealthy because he knows that that's where our hearts that's where we're going to focus, hallelujah, on what we have. And there's nothing like having money, Vazalwan. You see, money gives you option. Money causes you to chase after the wind. Amen, Vazalwan. I saw a video on TikTok, on social media recently, of this guy, they're in a pub. You know, he's shouting, and there's a lady there wearing, I think, a, a, a pink dress. And he's screaming. He says, please tell, it was in a closer. He says, please tell that lady wearing pink that Imaliami Rafi Pumil. So money gives you a voice. It gives you confidence. It, 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 it gives you power. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So the enemy, Satan knows that poverty no longer works with Christians. Because all of us, when we are broke, we pray. All of us, when we have to pay our bills, we pray. All of us, when we're in lack, we are here kneeling. Hallelujah. When the company sends out a letter that we might be retrenching, we are here. Amen. So now he allows us to have the resources, the promotion. To keep you busy at work, occupied. Every Sunday, you have a very valid excuse why you are not at church because you've got so much work to do. And to us as the church, it's very valid. But is it valid to God? Is it valid to God? 
can you stand before God and say, I had to be at church. I had to go and meet my business associates on a Sunday. They were playing golf and we had to seal the deal. Hallelujah, Basalwan. So which wind are we chasing? Are we allowing the winds of life to dictate how we worship God? Or are we following the wind of God, which is the breath of God? which is the source of this life that we have. You see, I want to encourage you as a child of God that when God, the Bible says, when riches increase, do not set your heart in them. Yeah. Hallelujah, Barcelona. And most of us miss it because God gives us a small breakthrough and we think that we've arrived. Yeah. Hallelujah, Barcelona. The Bible says Isaac began to prosper. Yeah. Amen, Barcelona. Isaac began to prosper. If Isaac stayed there and he thought he had arrived, he would have stayed at the beginning of his prosperity. And most of us, we are at the beginning of prosperity. And may God help us as the black nation, Bazalwan, that when God opens doors for us, we do not set our hearts in our riches. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So may God help us. So we find ourselves being following these winds of life, no longer committed to God, chasing after things that Solomon calls them meaningless at the end of his life, warning us. Amen. And I will show you what he says we must focus on in a minute. So we chase these winds of lives and they ruin our lives. They, they interfere with our, our relationship with God. We end up not fulfilling our divine purpose and our divine mandate. Why God has created you and why God has placed you at Builders Church. Amen, Bazalwan. So God has more plans than we think. God did not create me and you just to exist here on earth and have a family and have kids and die. It's more than just that. It's more than just that. Think about it. Sit down and ponder one day. Why am I here? And why me? Why the family and why the environment? Why do I find myself here this morning listening to this word? God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And it's bigger than us. We need to open our, our eyes. Hallelujah. May, may God enlighten the eyes of our understanding so that we can see what is it that God wants from us. Amen. And there is something that all of us, that God wants from us, that we have to do for God. And when we do that for God, hallelujah, Basalwane, not only will this generation be blessed, but the next generation will be blessed. So this morning, I want to encourage you to say, be firm at work that you are a child of God. Be firm at school that you are born again. Hallelujah, Basalwane. They can make fun of you. They can criticize you. Uguti, this is the guy, Pastor G loves his wife too much. Hallelujah, Pastor G's wife controls him. Amen, Basalwan. They can, they can say that, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you are going to account to God. Amen, because having a wife is stewardship. Having children is stewardship. You have to account to God. Did you raise your children in the way that God, in, in the manner that God wants us to do? 
Hallelujah, Barcelona. Do not allow, you know, I know it's hard at the beginning at work. When you say, no, I don't go to an event because I'm a Christian. You know, they will say all sorts of things. But be consistent. Be consistent with this wind, this breath of the Holy Spirit. And later on, Bazalwan, amen, they will begin to see the God in you. And you will see there are certain conversations that they're not going to have in front of you. Because you are not tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine. When people are going this way, you, know, you don't just do as people do, as society does. You find out from God. You inquire from God. What is it that he wants you to do? And I'm not telling you something that I didn't do at work, Barcelona. Many years I was employed, I did that very well. Every time there was the staff party, M7 Zini, end of the year function, after the CEO speaks and he delivers the speech, we are going to get 13 check or 14 check. As soon as the party, as soon as the DJ is on stage, you are not going to find me in that room. If we were in Cape Town, I was on the first pass out. When we were here in Devon, I was on the first pass out. Consistently, until, this is how God works, until one of the managers, so managers and senior executives did not stay in the party, so they left and had their own private thing. Amen. Until I was in the bus, and this executive asked me to say, but you are young, I was 25 at the time, you know, single. But on fire for God. Amen, Bazalwan. And, and he asked me, why are you not, you know, with my peers? Then I said, for me, you know, what I believe in and what is happening right now, after, you know, right now, I, I don't subscribe to. Then he interrogated, interrogated and asked me. And I said to him, the money that is spent on alcohol, I would have rather had that money put in my bank account. For me, that's not entertainment. Amen. We're having a casual conversation, not knowing that next year, when, when time for promotion comes, they are looking for such people that people can trust at work. I can tell you right now, Abazalwan, if you are consistent and you are faithful and God gives you wisdom not to be blown away. Hallelujah, Abazalwan. Do not allow the dictates of this life. Hallelujah. The things of this life dictate how you should live your, your life as a child of God. Be firm in your faith and you will see what the Lord will do. And I can tell you right now, every business, every company, they are looking for somebody that they can trust. It's hard to find faithful people. Amen. Psalm 1 verse 4. The wicked are not so, but like a shaft that the wind drives away. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So I want to talk about the destructive wind. 
So wind, due to its unpredictability and its raw power, wind naturally holds a positive and a negative connotation and throughout the Bible as well. In the Old Testament, wind also negatively signified doubtfulness or uncertainty. James 1 verse 6 states, a person who has doubts is like a wave that is blown by the wind and tossed by the sea. Ephesians 4 verse 14 says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitfulness. Amen. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 6. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Around and around goes the wind. And on its, and on its circuits, the winds returns. Now the Bible says in the book of Hosea, chapter number 8, verse 7, For they sow the wind, in evil, and they reap the whirlwind in, in disaster. Amen. He says, they sow the wind and they reap a whirlwind. Hallelujah, Basalwan. So, these winds, Bazalwane, if we chase after them, they can be very destructive, as I mentioned, to our lives. They can cost you so much. Hallelujah, Bazalwane. And Solomon says the wind goes around, around, and around, and around. If we live our lives the way the world wants us to live them, Hallelujah, Bazalwane, we'll find ourselves living around, and around, and around, sowing wind, and reaping whirlwinds. Amen, Bazolan. And this morning, I want to encourage you to say it does not have to be so with you and your family. So the wind of God can either bring a blessing or it can be destructive. Wind can be a blessing. It can bring a nice gentle breeze, gentle rain, or it can be a hurricane. So these little things that we do, Bazalwane, thinking that they have no impact, these little winds. Our pastors like saying that the, the serpent you ignore in the book of Genesis, in the book of Revelation, becomes the dragon. And it's true, because Satan was a serpent, a small serpent. He is bruised by the seed of the woman. But the longer the time goes, the serpent becomes the dragon. John in the book of Revelation talks about Satan as the dragon. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So 
there are things as children of God that we must never take for granted. It does not matter how small they are. Never find yourselves in a position where you compromise the word of God. You compromise who God is in your life. I'm in business. I run a business. It's very tough. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. But if you come to me with the language, especially when I deal with procurement officers, God bless them, amen? <laughs> Love them. Amen. You can see that this person is leading to this. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. There's a language that, you know, they want you to start. It's like, have you, been have, you, have you ever been stopped by a traffic officer in Jobek? It happens. They want you to start a language. Yeah. Amen. They initiate to say, yeah, no, the windscreen, yeah, the windscreen chief. Ah, nyakpala for the windscreen. I'm like, okay. Vera, nyakpala for your windscreen. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So, these things are very little. They look insignificant. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. But they are very destructive. They will blow you away from the presence of, of the Lord. It will be very difficult for you to come back to God. Amen. I'm watching my time. I want to come back, you know. <laughs> I'm joking, Vazalon. Amen. Let's talk about the godly wind. The book of Ezekiel, chapter number 37, verse 9. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this lane that they may live. That they may live. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Sorry about that. Say prophesy. 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 So, the godly wind that I'm talking about here in Scripture, as I've mentioned, is referred to the bread of God, which is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So wind in the Bible also positively connected, is connected with God's breath, his ultimate authority over the world. So we see this in the book of Ezekiel where God says, come from the four winds, breathe and breathe on these people who were killed so that they may live. The book of Jeremiah chapter number 49 verse 36, it says, I will bring the four winds from the four corners of heaven against Elam and scatter its people in every direction. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. There is a wind from God. There is a wind from God. And this wind from God 
when we chase after it, it's not like the wind that Solomon mentioned at the beginning. Hallelujah. It is not futile. It is not empty. Hallelujah. It brings life. Here Ezekiel prophesied in the valley of the dry dead bones. And God brought wind. Hallelujah. And there was life in those bones. In the book of Acts. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind. Hallelujah. There is a wind from God from the four corners of the world. And this godly wind. Hallelujah. When we focus on it, it ignites us. It brings life. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. It brings life. No connections, but beyond connections, it brings life. Amen, Bazalwan. It causes people to have favor and to favor you. It causes you to survive. It causes you to live in a different world. It causes you to become a different breed because of this breath that God has breathed on you. And this is the same breath that God breathed in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah, Barcelona. And this spread refreshes us. This spread causes us to become a, a, a peculiar people. Hallelujah, Barcelona. This wind of God pushes us towards God, not away from God. Hallelujah, Barcelona. This wind of God, we know, hallelujah, that it is by God's hand and by power that I am where I am. Hallelujah. But yes, I'm educated. Yes, I went to school. Hallelujah, Bazan. Yes, I went to school. I'm educated. Yes, I got that opportunity. But when you have the wind of God, you understand that it is God who gives you the power to generate wealth. It is God who can open a door that no man can shut and shut a door that no man can open, Bazan. Hallelujah, Bazan. It is God who goes to those boardrooms. Amen, Bazan. It is God who's there, the Holy Spirit, who speak on your behalf, who'll raise somebody to stand on your behalf. Hallelujah, Bazalan. Without you having to compromise your principle as a child of God, where God will open that door and you, you will know. I don't know if I'm preaching to the right church this morning. Hallelujah, Bazalan. Has God ever done something for you that when you looked at it, you realized that, you know what? This has to be God. Amen. And you want to tell somebody, you won't believe what God just did. Hallelujah. I was just sitting at home and all of a sudden I get an SMS. All of a sudden I get an email. All of a sudden I am told that I don't have to follow the procurement process. The CEO of the business has called you by name and say, this is what you want you to do. Hallelujah. This is when the wind of God is behind you. All you have to do is open your sails yeah. and sail and it, as it pushes you towards his purpose. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And I've seen it and I've experienced it. And I've tasted it. And I'm here this morning to encourage you to say those dead bones can live again. It's never too late for God. Hallelujah. I love how Ezekiel responded. And God asked him, only you know. Because I don't want to say they will leave. Then you say, why? You know what I mean? How? It says, only you know. But the Bible says, bone to bone. I see your life bone to bone coming together. I see God bone to bone. Hallelujah. One promotion to the next. Hallelujah. One door to the next. I see you coming together, bone to bone. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I see God, hallelujah, working in ministry. I see bone to bone, serving the Lord, bone to bone. People envying you, bone to bone. 
Because God is the equalizer. Again, who knows how to level the crown more than God. God levels the crown. God, he neutralizes. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. To him, we are all the same. We are all his children. Amen, Bazalwan. It's only God, hallelujah, where the Bible says the plowman, hallelujah, will overtake the reaper. So don't, don't look at yourself and feel timid and feel that God cannot do this. If there's one thing that God loves doing is bypassing the systems of this world just to prove that I am God. And you must see when he's doing that. In Binoni, we went through every other bank, Bazalwane. We were so stressed as the leaders. We signed every document. We were even offered 50%. We were like, okay, cool. Ah, 50%, ah, no, we are good. At least, you know, we were funded. That door was shut. You know, when I got that message, like my weekend was spoiled. I slept on a Friday. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. But Saturday morning, we said, God, maybe you want to do this thing differently. Until the seller, until God. When we met the seller, Bazalwan, for the first time I was there, he was not entertaining us. When Mruti tells us the story, he was not. I was there. He was African as they come, but a pastor. He was not, but God began to work in his heart. God began to work in, in his heart and God began to work in our faith. God began to work in his heart, our faith. Hallelujah, Basalwan. His wind began to blow. Hallelujah, Basalwan, towards the direction. Basalwan, it looked impossible even on the day when we signed. It was impossible. There was, there was still no money. It's like God was saying, where's your faith? Where's your faith? But I can tell you right now, we are occupying two hectares of land. And we can't attribute that to ourselves. It is not our businesses. It is not our careers. But it is the hand of God. He takes the credit. And the Bible says when we glorify Him and we give Him credit, it pleases him. The difference about Satan and God is that God wants the glory. Satan can prosper you. He can come in a form of a medium, a form of everything that, you know, especially with black people, hallelujah, we were entangled in those things. You know, believing what is our culture, our tradition. Operating privately, silently, behind our uncles, behind our aunts, not knowing that we are being used by him. He hides. But God wants the glory. He wants us to glorify him. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He lives for the glory that we give to him in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what Solomon teaches us here is that we must quit chasing the wind. Instead, pursue Christ and find him and find in him everything you need 
Hallelujah. For a meaningful and a lasting satisfaction, it is found in him. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So when Solomon teaches us here is that chasing after the wind leads to nothing. He says, you gain all this wealth, you accumulate it, only to leave it here on earth. Job says, naked I came. Naked I will go. And Solomon says, what's the point? You accumulate so much wealth, and I'm not saying we must not, but he says the people that come after you, they blow it away. All your hard labor. We see them when I blow it. They get an inheritance. The parents work very hard. As they are about to receive their pension fund, they pass away. And the children, they inherit, they inherit, they inherit the house. Hallelujah, Basalwan. They sow wind. Hallelujah. They sow wind and they reap a whirlwind. They give birth to wind. We see it. So Solomon says, instead of me and you chasing after these things that he chased after, he says, I would rather that you chase after God. He's saying it's good. The advice that he's giving us, it's good for us to chase after those things. But they are worthless without God. Because God says, I want you to have all those things. He has good thoughts for us. Thoughts not to harm us, thoughts to prosper us, to bless us. Hallelujah, Basalwan. But what profit does it do? What good does it do for us to have the blessing and inherit not the kingdom of God, but hell? That's not what God wants. God would rather that we find ourselves in heaven, in paradise, than in hell. Than, than in hell. Satan does not care. Ask the rich men. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Ask the rich men and Lazarus. That's not just a fairy tale story that it's in the Bible. That's an event that occurred. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Because Jesus tells us the parable. He tells us what actually happened. Amen. Because beyond the graves, our riches cannot help us. Beyond the grave, only our relationship with God speaks. Only the works that we did towards advancing the kingdom of God, hallelujah, Basalwan, await. We are judged by the deeds that we, we did for God. And all these things, Basalwan, God says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added on. He's not saying, I'm not going to give you these things. But he says, come after me and I will come after you. And when me and you are in agreement and I see, hallelujah, Basalwan, that you are Job. I mean, how, how, like, why did God go to Satan and say, have you seen my servant Job? What did Job do? That made God say, have you seen my servant Job? Can God say the same thing about me? Hi, Basalwan. Masakulua, 10%. Masakula, 10%. I know I was there, Basalwan. I was, I could not start to tithe as a young man. Ruthie wrote the book, Hallelujah, Basalwan. 
the journey to my financial breakthrough, the first chapter says, get out of debt. Just like that. Then when you get out of debt, you have an extra income. When we talk about giving a church, you are happy. Because you are out of debt. Amen. You live within your means. You get out of debt. Because remember, Bazalon, the word of God is clear and it's true. God cannot help you when you're in debt if you don't tithe. He's not, like Bazalon, God is such a loving God. It's not pleasing to him that me, I'm struggling. But he's waiting for me to act. Hallelujah, Bazalon. To give. So I want to challenge you this morning to say it starts by giving. And when I first did that, there was a whole weight that was lifted on my shoulders. It didn't mean that I had money, but I felt better. I, I could go before him with boldness to ask him to bless me. I could go now with boldness. That's the benefit, the number one benefit. One of the benefits that in the 12 biblical benefits of tithing is that God will become your provider. You have the right to approach him to say, now that I have given, make a plan. Make a plan. And God continuously performs and blesses people around us. And Satan does not want us to see. He blinds us. Ah, I think a connection Ah, plus we are like the we are, we are worse than the Sadducees and the Pharisees, whom they saw Jesus and did not believe. At some point. We need to understand what this salvation thing means, Mazalwan. Amen. In closing, we need to understand what this salvation things mean. This salvation thing means. We need to stop chasing after worthless things that have nothing to do with God. We need to know what it means. Yesterday we had a couples meeting with the Todds. The information that we learned there in two hours, Bazalwan, people struggle with it. People struggle with money, marriages are messed up. But the word of God is spoken for free. And it keeps your marriage together. It keeps your family together. We, nobody, some of us, Bazalwan, we come from broken families. We do not know how it's like to love a wife. But when we came to Christ, God showed us to say what your uncle told you is not how you love your wife. It's not how you speak to your wife. That's not a godly family. That's not a godly man. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. The wind of God is blowing in the house, teaching us things that people struggle with. And I was sharing with my wife to say when I drop off my kids at school, you know, there are some people that are blessed there. They can very intimidate you. But I've learned that because they're not born again, 
they need me. I start by, how's your wife? Ah, then I know. First week, they don't want to talk about it. Second week, they don't want to talk about it. How's the family? You can see even on Father's Day at school, they are not used to playing with the kids, you know. They don't know what to do. But I have the knowledge and the wisdom that God imparts on us, Barcelona, for free every Sunday. So this salvation thing, Barcelona, do not allow people to, to put, put you down. I was saying earlier, do not allow, you know, do not, do not compromise it. It works. In our families, we were consistent until they believe now. We do not participate in doing the sego. Hallelujah. But God, with love, I'm not available, I'm not available, I'm not available, with love. Until they see. Until now, they tell them, no, no, don't invite this one. They stand on your behalf now. They preach on your behalf. No, this one, well, he must remain a Christian. That's when they, exactly, they, they respect you. And when, when, when you walk into your room, Bazalwani, it's so beautiful, then they hide their things. And, and I don't tell them, but no, 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 it's okay. And they hide their alcohol. Yeah, when they hide their things, when you walk into the room, you're like, God, thank you that your presence is walking here. That your wind is blowing in my family. That your breath is blowing. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed, Bazalwan. You know, people who are not saved, they're not ashamed. If you like me, you know, me and my family, you know, so nyayaz. Because, you know, my grandfather was a, you know, So, I know the smell. People are not ashamed. People are not ashamed, Bazalwan. In Gauteng, when we drive, going to Delmas, there's a river. People are at the, on a Sunday, naked. Bazalwan, during the day, people are, they are not afraid. How much more about us can we be on our feet? How much more with us? How much more with us? This Christian thing, Bazano, works. Believing in God, it works. The gift of salvation, never take it for granted. Don't chase after the wind, which speaks about Futility speaks about things that have nothing to do with God in your life. This Christianity works, Bazalwan. Give God a chance. Give Him a chance in your life. Give God a chance. Give God a chance, Bazalwan. Give God a chance in your life. Every day, young people, give God a chance. God has the ability to take you out of poverty. Give you bursaries. Amen, Bazalwan. And you are in the right place because the church is the most powerful environment. Because the church will bring a CEO of a big company, a businessman, and a helper. 
and a security guard, and a lawyer, and a doctor. And it levels the ground. And everybody is serving each other. And everybody is treating each other equally. No one is higher than the other. God levels the ground. Amen, Bazarana. The church will cause you to sit next to somebody who will open a door for you. That person was going to take you two years to get an appointment with them. But a church through fellowship after the service, God opens the door. Our God is a jealous God. And he's a loving God. So this morning, Bazarana, chase after the breath of God. Chase after God. Give God a chance. Amen, Bazolan. So when God is busy, as I close, as God is busy blessing us with buildings, you as well, if you don't have your own property, you must trust God for him. Because if it's the season for God to be giving title deeds, it means it's available. Trust him. Trust him. It's available. Trust him. Trust him. Our poverty does not bring us close to him. It does not like, it has nothing to do with holiness. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. We want you wealthy, rich, super wealthy, coming here and kneeling. And when people see how you love God, with all the resources, with all the blessings, the humility in your life, they become challenged and say, if so and so, Who's that? Who's, who's that rich? Who's, that, who's so wealthy? Loves God. How much more about me? Rich and righteous. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.